You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to 3 a.m., where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Gassaway. What's the scariest story you have? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking that question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, and personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you, the listener, While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. What's up, guys? (laughs) Welcome to our YouTube channel. This is the 3 a.m. podcast where we tell scary things. I can't do this. (laughs) Yeah, you can. No, we can't. We've got to start over for real. (laughs) His name is Charles. His name is DJ. (laughs) (laughs) i am sean guys (laughs) and this is the 3 a.m podcast hope you've had a terrible week (laughs) because it's about ready to get worse oh my gosh anyway anyone have any updates or anything they want to touch on sean does (laughs) yes sean so the other day at work one of my guys was taking a call, and I'm like standing there right behind him. He puts the guy on mute real quick and turns to me. He's like, dude, this guy's Navajo. And I was like, bro, did you ask him about skinwalkers? And he's like, what's a skinwalker? I was like, what's a skinwalker? Ask him about it. Bro, <laughs> how ignorant that somebody doesn't know about somebody else's obscure culture. Right, yeah. right. So I like walk away. And then after the call ends, he's like, bro, I asked him about skinwalkers, and he went off. I was like, what? For real? He opened up? And so I went and listened to the call. And for like security purposes, since we can't share client information, I can't tell you anything. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, that he is Navajo, and he told us a brief history of the skinwalkers. And was it like? It was pretty close. He said that in New Mexico, they started out as a way to communicate with other groups of Navajo. So they would like change into animals so they could go quicker like a bird or something to the next town or whatever. I feel that. Okay. It, was, it was crazy. I was like, you sure have asked him about skinwalkers on a call? And he's like, yeah, you told me to. I was like, <laughs> okay. That's awesome. It was pretty funny. Uh, you know how we posted that episode on Reddit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people from Reddit looked us up on YouTube, and we haven't really done anything with the YouTube yet. We have plans for October to release everything, um, and there was just like a ton of comments that were like, I'm here from Reddit, or like Reddit sent me, so. Tight. Yeah, that, that Skinwalker episode was 
big. It was good for us. Dope. Dope. <clears throat> I was driving down the road yesterday, and it was like 3.30-ish, and kids were getting out of this middle school. Mm-hmm. And so there's herds of children walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Bro, <laughs> there's this like angry-looking ginger kid <laughs> <laughs> who is thicker. He's a thick boy, 3C, walking down the street. And there's this black chick who was behind him. And she goes up behind him and winds up her book. She has a book. And I was like, oh, this is, she's just like joking, right? Full clip, whack on the side of his head. And he turns around and looks at her. And I was driving my car in traffic. And I was like, what the? (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, oh, they better be like friends. And he starts swinging on her. Damn. And they had a full-on fight like in the street. And I honked my horn. I rolled down the, my window. I was like, stop that. But I was like moving quickly in traffic. So That's nuts. But I was like, what the heck? Just chilling out here fighting. I don't know. They're really beefing like that. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. Me neither, The gingers bro. on the blocks. Middle yeah. school. <laughs> oh, my god. Apparently, man, I, I guess there's some animosity between the two. So we should look into that. <laughs> Something cool is I think we might be going to FearCon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that update earlier this week. So it's our like first outing as a podcast. <laughs> We're going to represent and do our best, try to find some freaks with good scary stories. You see 3 a.m. at FearCon? Yeah, Just come up. up and say hi. True. Give yeah. us some stories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know when it is. <laughs> but it's the uh, two weekends before Halloween. Cool. So the if you're 18th, in Utah and you're coming to FearCon and you see us walking around, uh, come say hi. Yeah. That'd be dope. Uh, we're excited. I don't know what to expect. I've, yeah. I have an idea in my head, but I am very open to the idea that that idea is wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I feel like there's going to be piercings and uh, metal things through tongues and dudes trying to be creepy. I don't know. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> Metal things that through. just sounds you know what like I mean, a, like where they poke it through their tongue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like sideshows is what I think is what uh, I think is going to be there. That just sounds like some German like techno club. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Berghain, Sean? Uh-uh. I know Charles has. Berghain is like one of the most notorious nightclubs in the world. Nice. And it's in this very old, exclusive, right? Mm-hmm, super exclusive. It's in this old warehouse in Germany. And it's notorious because of how exclusive it is. At nighttime, there's lines and lines of people Damn. waiting to get in. And there's this bouncer. I don't know his name. They have his name, <laughs> but it's just like he's this big, burly dude with tats and piercings everywhere. And you're waiting in line for an hour. And you get to the front, and all he does is say yes or no. Oh. And it's like a 5% chance Damn. that you can get in. Celebrities have been turned away, famous people, whatever. So just whatever he's feeling. Yeah. Nobody no knows, knows the criteria. The, yeah, the criteria. Nobody knows exactly you know what it takes to get a yes to get inside. But once you do get inside... They take all of your phones, any type of technology that can record. So nobody knows what it looks like inside. So all you know about the inside is just hearsay from the 5%. Damn. 
And apparently, it's just a wild place. People are having sex on the dance floor and okay. shooting up and <laughs> just... Wait, what's it called again? Drugs and sex galore. So it's just like a Walmart on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Bergheim. B-E-R-G-H-A-I-N. Bergheim? Mm-hmm. Bergheim. Storm Damn, Bergheim. They can't stop us all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> New movements. That's the next, the next movement. Speaking of, that just happened this past week. Did you? Okay. Any interesting things from it? I heard there was like a hundred or so people there. Yeah. Camping out. And like, I don't know if they all went at once, but there were guards there, you know, and they tried to Bro. get inside. They like approach them, like, <laughs> can we go in? <laughs> so cordial. So all that and they're just like, no. running went to use. <laughs> but apparently they're just like sharing drinks, shooting it and just hanging out. I watched some footage and it was pretty cringe. And I don't like that word, but that's like the only word to describe it. You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> like people uh, Fortnite dancing and stuff. And like, yeah. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> but I did see a video of this old ass lady. She's like 60. She just walks right through the gates and starts walking. And then there's a, so there's like the first barrier and then like a hundred feet away, there's another barrier. Yeah. So she goes under the first barrier, which is like, you're not supposed to do that. And the guards are watching her and they're like, uh, ma'am. And she just starts walking slowly <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, she's doing it. She's doing it. And she like goes all the way to hundred to the second gate where it's like serious. Yeah. And she just goes ducks under and just keeps walking. What? And then the video stops. So, oh, and then everyone in the comments were like, dude, update. Is she alive? <laughs> like what's happening to that lady? She was actually, she's the only alien. realist one, dude. Out of all those people. I saw that they tried to have like a little festival going on, some live acts, maybe a magic show. (laughs) (laughs) A hypnotist, (laughs) some raffles. (laughs) Gosh, that's rough. Yeah, we missed out. We didn't make it. Yeah. I'm fine. How many many people reserved? Like said they were going on the Facebook event. Oh, there was a couple million. I know it's over a million. I can't remember, but it wasn't 200. Those 200, the realest, the ones that said they would go and then went. Because I was on there. I said I was going. I just didn't go. I couldn't remember my Fortnite dances. You are not the realest. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that doesn't surprise me. I was thinking there would be like anywhere from 500 to 1,000 people. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It was weird. I didn't expect much from it. <laughs> I think everyone was hoping for something to happen, but everyone knew that nothing was going to happen. You know, what's probably happening, though, is that last week was just a decoy, and they said they were going to do it last week, and then they didn't, so that they could like do it this week after all of everyone was like, it's going to happen, and then nothing happened, so they just chill. Guards down. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. That's the private event. Switching gears, <laughs> when you're talking about what's the club called? Berghain. When you're talking about Berghain, Hein, Berghain, uh, it reminded me of the underground tunnels or catacombs in Paris. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had yeah. some friends who just went there like a month what? or two ago. Did they go in the co- to catacombs? Mm-hmm. They snuck in with like a tour. Like, For they real? Didn't, they didn't pay. They're just like, oh, we're just going to walk in with this big group. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, when we went down to Machu Picchu, (laughs) 
we couldn't afford like a guide. So the every Sherpas. time every time a guide would walk by and he's like explaining the history, I was just We're like, like <laughs> I just like would walk by them and I'd be looking away but like listening all intent. <laughs> but anyway, so the catacombs, if you don't know, under Paris there's an insanely large amount of catacombs or underground tunnels in Paris and um some of them are filled to f- from floor to ceiling with like human bones. Some of them are undiscovered. It's really dangerous. If you go down there, you can easily get lost. There's like footage of dead people like on the su- on the ground, people who discovered them. And so there's a huge group of people who go and explore those catacombs. Um, I think it's illegal. Like you're not supposed to go down there. Let's do it. And so they they crack there are down parts on it. that you're not supposed to. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of it that's open. <clears throat> But no, I don't. I wouldn't say a lot. There's parts that are open, but I feel like it's only like five percent of what's actually available down there. Because places that you're not supposed to go, a lot of it's like barred off or gated off. Mm-hmm. But people haven't gotten past that. Well, as a good friend of mine once said, if there's ever a place you're not supposed to go, there's always a way in. <laughs> he allegedly said that. Allegedly said that. <laughs> He also is allegedly our studio guy. So if you hear if you hear a little snicker in the background, that's our that's our studio hand, Jake. <laughs> Jake DeBreezy the snake. Ooh, hey. last name. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can you can literally walk around for hours and explore the catacombs. Um, there's there's actually like a lot of different characters in the catacombs. There's a lady who's known for leaving paintings like in rooms. Whoa. And so someone writes about their experience of running into her, and she just came in, set her painting down, and then like left. This is Banksy. <laughs> Could be, probably. But the story that I thought about is the authorities were going down there because they routinely try to you know stop people from going in these dangerous parts, and they were down in this one pretty unexplored part of the catacombs, and they had come to this chamber. And I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> they came to this chamber and they realized that one of the walls was a false wall. Ooh. It wasn't as old as the other walls. What? And so upon a little bit of investigation, they look behind it and there is a fully furnished bar and movie theater. That's dope. With like high tech stuff. Like they had really low keyed like generator things so they had power and there was like a fully stocked bar these plush luxury seats for you know 20 people to watch movies in this private cinema right yeah so the the guy who found it like the authority who found it was like mind blown because of the sophistication of the setup yeah and so he like marked the spot and he went back up and he filled out his reports told his officers and the next day they came down and they, he was like, it's right here. And they went behind the false wall, and everything was gone. Everything was packed up. What? Except for a note that said, do not look for us. That's sick. For real, dude. I want to know who that is, and I want to go to that be, movie theater. I'm trying to be part of that group, <laughs> yo. Dude, for real, though. It's probably uh, Quentin Tarantino. Ooh, that's a good guess. If I had to guess a celebrity, that's it right there. <laughs> he could pull something like that off. <sighs> Dang. <laughs> but yeah, it just reminded me of that. Like, it, it, I wish I had the ability to just know like the world secrets like that. All those little things that are out there. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. I. Yeah. S- speaking of questions. If you were a monster, 
or a cryptid, what would be your kryptonite? So like vampire, it's like holy water. Why is it? Why or, do they have garlic? Or a wooden stake <laughs> or garlic. <laughs> That's so weird. Werewolf is like a silver bullet. Right, right. So like what? What's your weakness in real life that would kill you? <laughs> Sean's, Sean's is cookies. I was going to say sweets, baked goods, yummy donuts, anything sugary. I can't say no. Commitment. Oh, that too. Vulnerability. <laughs> a relationship. So basically, I'm a lone monster. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I ain't got no crew. <laughs> DJs would be Cinnabon. <laughs> Cinnabon and uh, finishing projects. <laughs> DJs would be releasing our episodes on Thursday. <laughs> Charles would be stressed, dude. Would be. Oh, gosh. Never have. <laughs> I'd just be dead. <laughs> never having to work again. When we go on vacation, Charles is stressed because he thinks he has to work. I'm just like, oh, crap. I'm missing everything. (laughs) (laughs) An update for October. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a suggestion for all 31 days of October. Mm -hmm. But we are not committing to 31 movies. (laughs) So on our list, there will be bold ones that are our favorites. And those are the ones we're going to commit to. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be on the weekends that we watch our scary movies. Mm-hmm. So if you want, feel free to watch them with us on the same night, and we'll post things on our Instagram about how we feel or something. I don't know. All right. Well, it's about that time. So we, uh, we've we had a lot of people reach out, and we're like, oh, we miss the dice. So in the very early episodes, we used to decide our order of telling stories by rolling a 20-sided die. And whoever gets the highest number on the 20-sided die goes first? Yes. Or um, gets to choose. <laughs> I thought it went first. Whoever rolls highest goes first. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you're needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, Go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
and so I'm gonna roll first. You can just you ne- know, let it roll. Next time we'll go for efficiency, and we'll all have our own die. <laughs> this time we forgot, and only Charles brought. But that's not so. our style. So. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, Sean goes first. <clears throat> Sean, me, then DJ. Cool. All right. <clears throat> so I do have a couple of spooky short stories tonight. The first one is a personal experience. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the, the <laughs> <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> <clears throat> so the other night. I uh, woke up around 2.30 in the morning, and I had my earplugs in. Why? So I was sleeping in the same room with DJ, <laughs> and he snores just a little bit, and I'm a light sleeper. Have you ever heard the term fog horn? <laughs> <laughs> or the term sawing logs? <laughs> Those are appropriate terms. <laughs> And because I'm a light sleeper, I will not be able to sleep without them. So I was wearing my earplugs, and I wake up at about 2.30, and I swear that I can hear someone screaming. I, like, take, I like, like sit up in bed and look around me, and I still have the earplugs. I didn't take them out. <laughs> so I look around, and I... Don't hear anything, but now it sounds like the screaming is coming from upstairs. <clears throat> so first of all, I laid back down, and I was like, probably nothing. But then I remembered DJ's video where he was being filmed of him having like sleep paralysis and kind of screaming, and that's what it sounded like to me. So I was like, what if that's happening to Kevin right now? Uh-huh. Because Kevin was sleeping upstairs. So I like get out of bed go upstairs and I like just walk into the the room where he's sleeping. Can you still hear screaming? I can still hear it. <clears throat> so I walk into the room and it's very clearly not coming from Kevin. And I was like, this is really, really weird. So I go back downstairs and now take out my earplug and it's DJ snoring. <laughs> so I go back to bed. <laughs> It was the creepiest thing, I swear, dude. I was blown away when I found out it was just a snoring. So <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> so it sounded like it sounded DJ's like the snoring video. was screaming? Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it sounded like, the video from when you had that sleep paralysis. Um, mm-hmm. you, but, need, you need to go to the doctor, dog. <laughs> <laughs> With your screaming sleeping ass. <laughs> But other than that, I did do a little bit of research mm-hmm. on some stories. Have any of you heard of BECs? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I got excited. Yes. Black Entertainment Charity. Yes. <laughs> Black Eyed Children. Black Eyed Children. Black Eyed Peas. Now, <laughs> uh, where is the love? No. <laughs> um, let's get it started. <laughs> oh damn! I was like, I thought he was telling me to shut up. <laughs> oh gosh, that's a good one, Sean. That's the best thing you've ever said. So, I was doing a little bit of research and came across a story. <laughs> okay. Now, Sorry. I personally cannot confirm whether this is something that really happened, mm-hmm. 
but I'm going to relay that story anyways. There was a young couple that lived in one of the uh, flyover states, if you will. I believe it was Oklahoma, and it was in the middle of winter. They were sitting down to dinner one evening, and they hear a knock at the door. And it's the winter. There's like a foot of snow outside. They go to the door, though, and open it, and there's these two children standing outside their door. And they were not properly dressed for the season. They were wearing just casual clothes that we'd wear probably in spring or fall, but no heavy coat, nothing to be prepared for snow and cold. And they're both kind of just looking down at the ground. And the uh, wife says, whoa, what are you guys doing? Well, where's your parents? And both the children are like, they're, they're coming from down the road. Can we come in? And so the wife's like, yeah, yeah, come in, sit down in the living room where it's warm. Um, <clears throat> and, and once your parents get here, we'll, we'll see what we can do to help you guys. So they bring them into their living room, sit them both down. And one of the children asks, can I use your phone? And the wife was like, yeah, sure. And she gets up and shows the child where the phone is. And when she walks back, the other child is standing up from where they had just been sitting. And the husband was sitting back in the chair, like having a seizure. And it was at that point where she noticed the eyes of the child because before they had just been looking down the whole time. Oh. So she sees the eyes of the child and they're black. At like the actual eyeballs are black or it's like <clears throat> holes. The actual face, eyeballs are black. Okay. So at this point she freaks out. She goes over to her husband, like tries to shake him awake, like from the he's seizure she's having. Yeah, yeah. She's trying to shake him even more. <laughs> Imagine Looney Tunes here. <laughs> They're just like canceling the shakes out. <laughs> <laughs> and <Bro>. um <laughs> Dude, no offense, all my shakers out there. Yeah. <laughs> shake on. <laughs> shake on, brother. <laughs> So at this point, she eventually gets him to stop. Hmm. And then she turns around and the child's gone. And the door is open, to the, the front door is open, and she goes to look for the other child that had been using the phone, and that one's gone as well. They had just gone out into the snow, but there were no footprints leaving the house or coming to the house either. There were no footprints of either of the children. Oh. <clears throat> Now, if any of you out there are familiar with any of the lore for black-eyed children... That's what I was going to go into is like, is this just an internet meme? Because I've seen it around, but I've never uh, researched it. So as far as I know, it started as an internet meme. But then people started saying they had actually seen black-eyed children. So it's not some old like Gaelic or Irish thing? I believe it actually started between 2000 and 2010. So somebody started it as a joke, and the people came out saying, "Wait, I actually had experiences with this." That's as far saying. as as far as I know. Okay. I can't I can't confirm the reality of black eyed children, but there are people who say that they've seen black eyed children before. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly don't know. Either way, it would be creepy as hell to see two children 
with black eyes just roll up on you. Can I use your phone? And we're like, nah, bitch, get out of here. Actually, <laughs> would smack the sh out of one. This this brings up a question that I love. What is it? <clears throat> if you were put into a room, how many fourth graders could you beat up? <laughs> how many could you take on at once by yourself? How many fourth graders would it take to finally take you down? Or what's the max number that you could take? Yeah, yeah. So how many black-eyed children could you fight? They don't have any supernatural powers, and they have the, the strength and the fears and everything of a normal 10-year-old. As many as a room can fit? Probably. From what I know. You legit like, think? From what I know. Name a number. I want a number. A <clears throat> hundred. You think you could beat up a hundred ten-year-olds? <laughs> I mean, all you'd have to really do is get your back to the wall. <clears throat> swing. I was like, you got to funnel them because if you're going to take them all on at once. Yeah, yeah. Back to the wall you. in a corner. You could train them just like in Call of Duty zombies. <laughs> just run them around. Create like a, a figure It's going to have to be a big room for 50 kids though. <laughs> also, you dog. specify how big the room is. I don't was. know if you've met like 10-year-olds, but they got energy. So it's like Dude, I, I would do like three they laps. Ain't like, got, oh, they I'm ain't got done. no energy after it get popped in the face. Yeah. If they have the normal fears of a normal kid, <laughs> then once I punch one kid, then the rest of them will be like, I was thinking <laughs> this, going this guy way means business punching. Okay, let's say they don't have fear. Let's say they're coming at you with the, their full, like they're raged zombies, but they're but they're ten or eleven, so they're going full force with no fear. Looks like I'm going full Anakin on these black-eyed <laughs> children. Not the younglings. <laughs> Not, none of these younglings are safe. You legit um, think a hundred? That's a no, lot, no. dude. Okay. I probably I don't know. Here's the thing. In my extensive research of these black-eyed children, I found that you are not supposed to acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't acknowledge them, they don't hurt you. As far or, as I know. Yeah. The so, second you do, it's like you give them permission to. That's what I was saying. And they, and they let always, them in, dude. They always will they like ask the for help. They'll like come up to a car and be like, can we use your phone? Or come up to your door and like... Can you you we? It's usually can we use your phone for some reason? Actually, you're not supposed to even talk to them. <clears throat> I would even look at them. I would just I don't know, play Flappy Bird on my phone, <laughs> dude. That's like a reverse <laughs> kidnapper. You know what I mean? Like True. an old creepy dude being like, "Can you help me find my puppy?" But it's these kids out there. Yeah, that sucks though. Because in the real world, if you see a kid in need, like I think all of us have an instinct to want to, except for Sean, to want to help. <laughs> So Mikey? I could see me getting pretty like down that path and then being like, F. <laughs> I'd be like, let me see your eyes real quick. Yeah. They, pull, they like look up black eyes. Just yeah. Oh, you have beautiful right eyes. eyes. Let me see them <laughs> and then turn and run. But then you'd hmm. be acknowledging them and you're still screwed. turn and shake. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could take 20 10 year olds. At full force. At full force. Here's the thing. If 10-year-olds are crowding around you, there can only be like at the most six to eight around you. Past that, they're just like waiting. Yeah. <laughs> until the first wave is knocked uh, out. Yeah, it's 300 is in knocked out. Sean thinks he could take 300. No, 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 I'm talking about the movie, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, just funnel them like, in and you just take them. 
Bro, you got one shield and one spear. They're all going down. No, it's just your fist. So, oh. like, you got to think, you got to, like, do fatigue. Like, how, how you're going to get tired. Mm-hmm. Every time you punch a face, like, a chin's hard. You could cut your this is knuckles what you on do. teeth. Yeah, you but toddler, toddler's chins are. It's not a toddler. It's like a, a 10 year old. 11 year old swinging the child smacking the other ones you'll get you'll eventually you'll get tired yeah but like and then they'll all pounce. if it's only like 50 then i'm chilling you ever seen that scene in jurassic <laughs> park 2 those little like petri looking oh, dudes yeah, yeah, who yeah, like yeah. swarm and jump that's what i imagine it's like <laughs> eventually they're all just gonna jump on you and their little fingers are gonna pull your flesh apart i imagine uh have you ever if you go to youtube search Two professional Japanese soccer players versus 100 children. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's just a horde of children chasing these two adults. Little black haired children <laughs> running around <laughs> in swarms. It is hilarious. That's what I think of. Depending on how big the room was, yeah, I think I could take 100. Let's say a gym. A gym? It's like a, it's a, like a basketball, basketball court. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A hundred. Okay. Yeah. I just go in the corner and just. We're going to go to the gym tomorrow, and you're going to punch the, the punching bag a hundred times in a row, full force. I mean, I'll probably not just punch. I'll kick, pick up children, smash them on other children. Sean's like, I'm going to have fun with it. But if they also <laughs> do have fear, though, like you just take one of those kids. and you... Yeah, fear fear is definitely a huge factor. You just got to like is. Yeah. If you curb obliterate one, a child. <laughs> then the rest gonna... are like, I'm good. We're yeah. like, yeah, bye. <laughs> then you're chasing oh. them. <laughs> Black-eyed children. That's uh, so many different internet phenomenons i think the f- slender man slender man was like the first personification that i'm aware of that i'm aware of before that it was like texts and like ims during like aim and messenger days <laughs> um where it was like forward this to 10 of your friends or you will die tonight that was like the first like scary or like yeah Haunted online kind of. I'm like, I don't have 10 friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your first mistake was assuming I had friends. <laughs> um, after that, after that, Slenderman was probably the first biggest one. And then what? Momo was Slender another Man one. was special though because it, it was like a scary story that really blew up and people loved the story. It had a video game. It was like mm-hmm. people were really into it. But mm-hmm. then real life occurrences happened. So two young girls from a flyover state, <laughs> I think. Uh, were convinced that they they were so into the lore they wanted to join Slenderman and become what they call a proxy. Sl- slender ladies? <laughs> yeah, they want to become <laughs> slender people. Um, slender boys. So, <laughs> Slender girl. And, they're, and they got it into their head that in order to do this, they needed to sacrifice someone to Slenderman and then go to his mansion in the woods. So these two psychopaths who are like 10 and 11... Uh, trick a kid into the forest and try to kill her. They like stab her to try to sacrifice her to Slenderman. And this is a real life thing that happened. So that I think Slenderman is the one that like, yeah, mm-hmm. came through the most, but yeah, mm-hmm. black eyed children is definitely one of those <clears throat> Momo you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just listing them off. Yeah. There's like Jack, the smiley guy or something. I'm yeah. Like, oh, out yeah. my face, dude. Yeah. Oh, none of that stuff like scares me. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, read that book that was about like myths and legends and stuff? Did you like hear any of that at all? What a uh-uh. profound title. Not yet. Um, they talk about like 
a lot of cryptids, even ancient cryptids and stuff like that. And then they go into like new lore and mythology too. Interesting. Like I wish someone else was reading the book because it was kind of a bore fest from the person who read it. <laughs> but um, but the book was interesting. It was interesting to kind of get a scientific view on um, like ancient and current um, myths and legends. How do you guys feel about current legends? I don't like them as much. And I don't know why. Like I've never really sat down. There's something about like an ancient or like old mm-hmm. that is scarier to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, do you know what I'm saying? Kind of. It's almost like it should pass like the test of time. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that the newer myths and legends that stand out to me are ones that are like closer regionally to where I am. Like you got stuff with Ted Bundy and stuff like that. Um, wasn't that reality? Yeah. Well, I mean, true. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know what you're saying, though. I hear you. Like scary right. things around you. Yeah, yeah. Um. So when you were talking about like I am, and that was like the scary thing back then, mm-hmm. it made me think of a story. Ooh. Now, I'm gonna do exactly what I said I wouldn't do before, which is go off the cuff on something that actually happened. <laughs> But here we are. So if you want to know more in depth, there is an episode on Crime Junkies where they cover this extensively. But I'm just going to give you the gist. So this is in the era of IMs. And it's when it's really big. So everyone's in chat rooms. And I don't think parents had realized just the gravity of what that means to have their child loose on the internet, right? So um, really not monitored and, and parents weren't really like worried about their children out there just interacting with strangers no one ever or for some reason like people didn't comprehend that someone might be lying on the internet right so there's this girl she's around 12 13 14 can't remember can't remember her name either doesn't matter but she's on this online group of young christian kids and they they they're really active in this chat room and they're always on there And so she actually knows a couple kids in real life, IRL, if you will, who she's friends with, and they're in the chat room. So they're always in there. And then there's this new kid who comes in. I think she has a crush on one boy, right, that she knows in real life. Mm -hmm. But then there's this new kid who joins the group and says, like, I, too, am a young Christian, and I want to hang out with you guys. (laughs) And let's say his name's Jeremy. And he, over the course of, like, six months, becomes really good friends with these kids. And he's this 14-year-old, really cool kid. You know, he had kind of a rough life, but he's like, you know, trying to do better now. And and so he's in there every day with these kids interacting. And this girl starts an online relationship with this boy. And they talk and they, you know, she shares her whole life with them. She shares all her secrets, her feelings. Sometimes they talk on the phone. He starts calling. And they're ta- they talk on the phone well into the night. And the parents notice, you know, she has this online boyfriend. So they try to get the low down and figure out who he is. And and I think they even talk to him on the phone. And for some reason, they're okay with it. Jeremy wants to come visit, but he lives a couple states away. And so, you know, normal kids just can't get on a plane and come. So he's really trying to come visit, right? Mm -hmm. It progresses to the point where one night, this girl is hanging out in her home while her parents are gone. And a friend's over. 
And while they're talking, I think something happened to make them weary of Jeremy. People, like things weren't adding up. Some of his lies or things he would say wasn't adding up. So they were all kind of weirded out by him. And these girls were over and they're talking to him. And he says something like, I can see you. And the girls, her friends over and they're talking to him and they get really creeped out and they run to the kitchen and they hear a noise outside and they're freaking out. But luckily parents come home and they tell them what's happening and they're like, they go outside, nothing's there, right? So they're like, oh, okay. It was just a weird thing. Ends up, she's home alone again like a month later and her brother's gone, her dad's gone. It's just her in the house and she's talking to Jeremy and he says like, I'm coming. And I think he says again, I can see you. And he describes like where her house is that he's never been to, right? Dad comes home, brother comes home and she's gone. Holy shit. And they look, they call the friends, they do all the normal things trying to figure out where she is until I think her brother or her dad possibly thinks to check her I am. Mm-hmm. And it's this whole conversation with Jeremy. And then she starts texting someone else and being like, I think someone's here. Like I can hear someone trying to get in. Hold on. I'm going to go check. And what ended up happening is she was kidnapped. And Jeremy is a like 45 year old white dude who had been grooming her for like a year. Of course. Who else could it be? Yeah. He had been, he bought a van, rented a storage unit in her hometown, and he actually flew out like a month previous. He was going to do it on that night that they heard the noise, but someone came home or ruined it, so he left, and he had to come back again. So he kidnaps her. I, I, somehow the authorities find his storage unit. They surround it with police, and he knows he's cornered. Trigger warning, not a happy ending. Skip forward a couple, like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear the gruesome details. But they surround it, the authorities surround it, and they hear a gunshot go off, and they run in, and she's tied up in the back, sexually assaulted in the back of this van, and he blew his head out, blew his head off, like shot himself in the head. She made it, though. No, she's dead. (laughs) Yeah, he killed her first. Yeah, she's been dead for a while. Killed himself. But, like, this story is, like, the epitome of, like, stranger danger online. Mm-hmm. And before it, people just didn't realize. And then after it, that's when everyone was, like, freaking out about, like, who you talk to online. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, it, like you were saying, it was right around that, like, I am era of, like, send this to 10 friends or a ghost is going to come scare you at night, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, real monsters online. Well, and that's mm-hmm. kind of, like, I feel like what also leads to other urban legends like oh yeah when a stranger calls mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. just people being there and calling when you're alone or babysitting or whatever the hell it is yeah mm-hmm. like stemming from real life yeah do you have anything else you said you had a couple um, stories oh no I, there was a couple stories black-eyed children and uh my personal experience someone asked sleeping. us to look in a black-eyed children do you did you ever get that message i don't recall okay 
Do you know anything else about Black Eyed Children? I straight up know nothing. I know that they exist. I know that they're lore. I I read an account of somebody who saw a child standing on the sidewalk, not moving, not doing anything, and they're walking, getting closer to this kid. They notice the kid had like almost like no eyes, and like there's just like holes in his face where there should have been eyes. As they looked up at them, and they just kept walking. Uh, the person just kept walking, didn't want to say anything or well, children, do anything. Children and meth addicts now. Just, <laughs> see them? Nope. Here's I'm the going thing, the dude. other way. It's like every story has two sides, right? Or multiple sides. Yeah. And that's terrifying for that person to experience that. Mm-hmm. What if it's just an unfortunately, like an unfortunate kid with a disability? <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Or I was, so it's like, oh, it's a demon. It's like, no, it's a person, dog, who you're just being <laughs> insensitive to. One of our favorite podcasts that we've listened to for the past few years is My Favorite Murder. And one of the craziest stories that I was going to talk about this. Really? Yeah. Do you want to share it then? Go ahead. Well, because my thought is exactly that. Mm-hmm. So imagine, imagine you're driving down the road on a, a not well lit country road through orchards mm-hmm. and out of the shadows comes a shambling mess of a, of a human mm-hmm. and it's covered in mud and blood and Naked. it looks frantic and it's missing limbs and it comes at you. What do you do? No clothing. What do you do? You drive away, right? Yeah. I wouldn't blame like if I was that person with my limbs cut off, I wouldn't blame the people who saw me and like ran. Yeah. Because, like, put yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. But that's what happened. True. Yeah. So I don't know her name, and I apologize, but it, this happened to a real woman, and she was a real victim, and she survived. She was trying to hitchhike back uh, from, like, San Francisco to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And this dude in a van was like, I'm headed towards that direction. I can't take you all the way. I can take you part way. And she's like, sure. Uh, and they're riding in the van. And he stops on the side of the road sometime later and he so he gets out of the van and she had already had like an uneasy feeling, but then she got a feeling inside that said, if you need to run, you need to tie your shoes. So she bent down and tied her shoes. She hops out of the van just cause she's like, I might, I might run right now cause I don't feel good. And as she's about to go, he comes out from the side of the van with like a sledgehammer. I think it was. And hits her in the side of the head. Mm-hmm. He then takes advantage of her for hours. Yeah. She wakes up to him raping her. And after all of that is said and done, he grabs a hatchet, I believe, and starts hacking at her arms. Straight up nightmare, dude. To the point where she has no arms. It's just her body legs. So she has two stumps. <laughs> and he throws her over this bridge and it's not a super high bridge. Um, like if you fell off, you might break a bone, but like it, the impact wouldn't kill you. So but, she um, slides down this dirt embankment mm-hmm. and lands at the bottom. And he, like an asshole thinks surely she's going to die, which she probably would have. She's going to bleed out and die. And he gets in his van and drives away. But something inside of her tells her, do not fall asleep. You need to survive so that you can testify and this man's caught so he doesn't do this again. So she takes her bloody stumps and smashes them into the dirt 
and she creates mud packs to try and stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. And one like one crawl after another, she goes up this embankment and onto the road. And she does this throughout the night. And <sighs> once in a while, because this like road is a country road and kind of in the middle of nowhere, she can hear a car pass by. And I need to get there. That's all yeah. she can think. I just need to get there. And finally, after crawling throughout the whole night, she gets to the top. And this car with a young couple... um slows down and sees her and as soon as they see what she is they like speed off and then luckily you know all hope could be lost the whole time she's almost losing consciousness but something in there is saying stay awake another car comes and i think it was a couple on their honeymoon Mm -hmm. yep it was a couple they had gotten lost or something and they're taking this random ass country road and they see her they jump out they throw a blanket or like clothing or a blanket around her and they get her to a hospital. Mm-hmm. That's and nuts. She shares her story like I think she's like... She's a victim who's like an advocate for other victims and, mm-hmm. and yeah. Has traveled around the country or... Yeah. Uh, could you imagine being like, how was your honeymoon? <laughs> we saved someone's life. You're like, you will never believe what happened. <laughs> But yeah, so like that—that's what I was saying. Like the the little kid with holes in his eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, ah, get away from me! You like hit it in the face. But yeah. what if it's just like some per- lady's child? Yeah, who was born without eyeballs, and you're being a. What the hell are you doing out here in the dark? Because <laughs> you're creepy AF. I guess. So this story comes to us out of the mountains of Chile. Ooh. Now, this is one of those things I had no idea about this urban legend. Apparently, it's pretty pro- prevalent throughout Chile. Okay. Now, I know that you guys have heard of La Llorona, who pops up everywhere, dude. Like, mm-hmm. everywhere has a white woman. Yeah, some version. Yeah. And I think this is the closest to describe this is like the La Llorona of Chile. <laughs> so. The God Curator, a.k.a. Seth, (laughs) got this story. His father-in-law was born and raised in Chile. Wow. And he has a really interesting, hard, like amazing life. He really came from nothing in Chile. So he grew up in Chile. And growing up, one of their favorite things to do with him and his siblings they didn't have a TV, they didn't have money, but they had the radio, this small little radio in their home. And they would turn it on every night. And there was a program in Chile where they would talk about scary stories, urban legends, and just spooky things, which I think is awesome to think. Like back in the like 80s, early 80s, 70s in Chile, you know, this like scary story podcast basically on the radio. Mm-hmm. So they would they would all all his siblings every night would or every time this program was on would listen to this. And one of the stories that stuck out to him was the one about La Lola. La Lola? La Lola. So the story of La Lola goes in this village in Chile there was this young girl. She was an only child. And her beauty was surpassed by no one. She was incredibly beautiful. 
And so it was very routine and very common for all of the men in this village to like swoon after her, right? They were obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. So constantly her father was bombarded with proposals. Um, but this young lady paid no attention to all of these advances until one time she sees this man and he doesn't swoon after her like all the other men. In fact, he kind of ignores her, doesn't pay attention to her. So she falls madly in love with this dude. But I've been trying this out for years and it doesn't work. Sean's like, I've been ignoring all women for years. Where's my La Lola? Looks like I'm going down to Chile. And actually, Sean and I have been down there. We've been to Chile. Uh, it's an amazing, beautiful place. Yeah. And next time we're down there, we're going to have to go look for La Lola. So she falls in love with this man. He doesn't pay her any attention. In fact, he, he almost ignores her. And it's because his wife, who he loved, who would be the only love of his life, recently passed away. Mm. Now, this young lady becomes obsessed with this man and can't understand why he won't return her affection to the point where she goes to this, his house late at night, grabs a knife, and stabs him to death. After she comes out of her fit of rage or whatever it was, she realizes what she'd done, and she's overcome with fear, shame, and guilt. So she goes straight home and tells her dad and mom what she'd just done. Her mom starts crying, and her dad immediately kicks her out of the house, locks the door, and completely disowns her. Oh, so the young lady stricken with grief and just shattered by what she's done. She runs away. She runs away into the wilderness, into the jungle. And eventually over time, her, her looks start to fade along with her sanity until eventually she becomes this sunken, terrifying hag, this completely crazy ghoul of a woman right her eyes are all sunken her skin is all like disgusting and pale and so she becomes like the urban legend everyone knows of la lola is what they call her and she's out there and the most common people to interact with her are minors not little kids (laughs) like people who uh like the seven dwarves you know what i'm saying (laughs) like minecraft Okay, so mining is huge in Chile, and so a lot of men in, in villages or towns are are miners. Good hell, is there any other, is there any other way to say this word? People who mine minerals. So the story is, and there's like so many stories that come out of these mines, where and it's always when a person who mines things is alone in the mine or like in a section of the mine. Mm-hmm. What he'll, he'll hear like a, a faint cry, right? And so he'll go down in the mine and he'll see very far off this super attractive girl who's just crying. And so naturally he'll go to her and try to figure out what's going on. And every step that they take closer to this young attractive woman, she becomes less attractive. Oh. And more and more <laughs> this ghoulish hag. Until, you know, they start to realize what's happened. They're overcome with horror. 
and always an accident will happen. So the, the mine will collapse or they'll fall into a cavern that they didn't see. Shoot. Is this the shining? <laughs> yeah, room hey. 237. <laughs> but the, La Lola's favorite victims are married men. And so every time that a married man dies in a mine, everyone will say it must be La Lola. She's the one. Yikes. Or kids will be like, you know, don't go out there alone, dude. La Lola will get you, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they're really terrified. Like it's some it's something that my friend's uh, father-in-law really grew up with. Mm-hmm. And he's listening to the story as a young child. And he said it absolutely terrified him for years and years. He would think of La Lola. The next story is of a bus driver. And the bus driver had an encounter with La Lola that ended in a horrific accident that almost took his life. So he had been making his rounds. And if you've ever ridden a bus in South America, it's hectic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dude, it's like, it's a different ball game. They definitely don't have the same regulations as like the States. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sean and I spent hours and hours on buses in, in Peru, which I know is not Chile, but... I bet it's comparable. We and were it's still just, on a bus in Chile. Yeah. A couple of buses, actually, and it was still nuts, dude. Anyway, so this guy has a stressful job already. <laughs> He'd been working his whole shift. He did his rounds. He, he drops every last person off, and he turns, and he's making, he's making his way back to town to drop his bus off. So he's going through these rural roads, you know, these rural country roads, in his empty bus until he hears the quiet cry of a woman and you know immediately it per he you know it startles him and he looks up in his big mirror and he sees all the way in the back this beautiful woman wearing red gloves is crying and he's like what the heck like i know i dropped everyone off so he's staring at her and she's crying and crying and he's like you know, there's not money places he can drop her off left. So he's hoping, you know, she's going to get up and, and tell him when to drop her off. And he, he looks at the road. And next time he looks up in the mirror, she's stopped crying. And she's staring right back at him in the mirror. Hmm. And by this time, the only thing that's stopping him from really freaking out is how beautiful this woman is. And as he's watching her, she stands up. And she starts haltingly making her way towards him and his heart starts racing and racing and he he doesn't know if it's a trick of the light but as he's looking into the mirror every step she takes her beauty starts melting away until she's halfway to him on the bus and she sees that his eye her eyes are like sunken holes and her skin is like falling off the bone and she's halting closer and he he realizes the red gloves are dripping blood in her hands And he sees that she's holding a knife. And he said, in this tear, in this moment, he had to decide if he was going to stay on this bus or jump off. He's going about 40 miles an hour through a rural road. Mm -hmm. And he decides, this man literally decides to open the door and try to jump out. As he jumps out of his seat and runs to the door, the bus careens off the side of the road and smashes down an embankment into rocks and eventually rolling twice. Um, Luckily, though, there was some villagers or like farmers out who saw this accident. They run out there and he barely escapes with his life. Hmm. 
and he tells this encounter and he says, I saw what I saw. <laughs> and I, he was scared enough to risk his life to survive. Oh. So my cousin's father-in-law said that story like messed him up, like affected his childhood, <laughs> <laughs> which is the best type of story. True. So he sent that in. So if you're ever down in Chile or if you know any Chileans, you can ask them about La Lola. And uh, if you ever see a super beautiful crying woman, despite all your instincts, <laughs> ignore her ass. <laughs> Jump out of that bus. Ain't going to have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. does, like, oh, I'm well versed. <laughs> <laughs> does put a little damper on my sitting in the back of buses all the time. <laughs> it's weird that like a lot of the defenses on these scary things is like simply to ignore them. Which is hilarious to me. It's like, <laughs> so maybe like the blanket is the freaking best method. Yeah. <laughs> True. Kids know something, bro. That's disappointing. I'd cry too if, if I came in close proximity with anybody, I just got uglier. <laughs> you're like walking to shake their hand and every step you're like, oh no. <laughs> I would sit on the back of the bus and cry all day too. <laughs> That's funny. Dude, while we were down. <laughs> in chile and and uh, peru specifically chile i was trying to and this is before we ever decided to start a podcast sean and i went down to patagonia and backpacked patagonia for a week it's the most like rural place no it's the most what's the word secluded place i've ever been to in my life the people there were there specifically because they wanted to be backpacking or like out there it was a journey to get there Mm -hmm. first of all you have to fly into basically antarctica Mm -hmm. the bottom of south america then you have to take a long ass bus ride then you have to take a a ferry boat you know across this glacier lake yeah and then you have to backpack for several days to get to where we were so this is before we ever thought about a podcast and i was out there and i was trying to figure out if they had folklore out there i didn't see too many locals that was the problem like the very few people that we did see were people who were there from somewhere else. Europe, South Africa, like all these hardcore adventurous. Yeah. But I did see this painting of, did you not see the painting of the person that had like long bunny ears? Oh yeah. No, the horns. There was was like one with horns and then there was like droopy ears and stuff. It was weird. It was like in all the like places that we stopped at. Yeah. Did you ask anyone about I, that? I asked like everyone about it and I barely got an explanation. I remember hearing someone say it was folklore, but no one said anything about the it. The most disturbing thing is in all these paintings, homeboy is just like naked, butt ass <laughs> naked. So he has like his little wing just out there. And this painting is like everywhere. True. I think I actually have a photo of that. Dude. Here. <laughs> I do, dude. Okay, this dude looks like. Walmart Waldo (laughs) (laughs) with like a adventure time dude on his head. Yeah. Finn. (laughs) Yeah. Finn human boy. His like hat ears. Yeah. Whatever coming out and it's red and white stripes like Waldo. So if you know anything about that, please reach out to us and tell us what's up with your naked ass Waldo because we want to know what that is. Apparently, it's a Chilean folklore. We'll post it up on Facebook and see or not Facebook or Instagram. 
Which will go to Facebook. Well, if anyone knows, let us know. I think it was something like I asked someone at like a kiosk at a bus stop and the only thing I could like understand was like it was from a tribe of the people that were originally here. Yeah. But I remember mm. asking in one of the little like hostels and they were foreigners. So they just said it was folklore. So, dude, we got to figure out what this naked Waldo is. (laughs) Yeah. It was like that figure was a specific person or a representation of the people. I don't know. I want to know. I don't know. You know what I was recently reading about? Hmm. Have you ever heard of the moon eyed people? No. The moon eyed people Mm -hmm. of Appalachia? Uh uh. Mm -hmm. Never heard it. So, the Cherokees talk about this tribe of people who lived in caves in the Appalachian Mountains. This is pre-Columbian. These people were albino. Real quick, the Appalachian, if you don't know, is like a mountain range on the east coast of of, uh, America. Mm -hmm. There is so much folklore with the Appalachian Mountains. It's like the, what are they also called? There's like the Misty Mountain or Smoky Mountain? Well, the Smoky Mountains are like kind of within that range and outside of it. There's also a cave system that goes from the south of the U.S. all the way up to the northeast under the Appalachian Mountains. So there's just, yeah, there's so Mm -hmm. much out there. And it's, you know, the famous location of slack-jawed hillbillies Mm -hmm. deliverance-type activity. Mm -hmm. Outlast (laughs) kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, within a part of these caves supposedly lived this tribe of people called the moon-eyed people and they were albino they had white white blonde white hair eyebrows large eyes blue eyes super sensitive to light and they were nocturnal so they wouldn't really venture out during the day they would just come out at night and during the day stay in the caves and a European botanist finally came over and was studying the Cherokee people. And they had like <clears throat> like a statue, like a stone, like a, a stone statue of like these conjoined like people, mm-hmm. like twins or something. Mm-hmm. And um, the Cherokee tribe that he was speaking with that had that said it was made by the moon-eyed people that they found it in the mountains and like that statue is like in a museum today but it was just something that i thought about like indigenous people and they never found them but this episode's all about the eyes bro (laughs) okay so those were called the what people the moon-eyed people and so were they supposed to be like subterranean or live in caves and stuff Mm mm-hmm I couldn't find any stories, like any super like abnormal or paranormal stories, but just the fact that it was a tiny civilization that really nobody knew about except for the Cherokee people, and that was it. It was all like word of mouth. I've been researching like caves and stuff and mines mm-hmm. and stories to to revolve around that. So I've come across one where this <clears throat> this man had this reoccurring dream that was really affected him. And he had this feeling. He was also a spelunker. And he would have this dream where in this dream, it would always end in this very particular cave that he'd never been into. But at the end of the cave was this feeling that filled him with terror. 
And he would have this dream over and over and over. Until one day he decided to do a new cave he's never done before. And it's a real cave. And he names this cave, but he advises everyone not to go to it. Anyway, he goes to this new cave. He repels in. He gets down to the bottom and he starts to go when he realizes he's in the cave of his dream down to a T. Every detail. Hmm. So that's what like started my research into caves. Subterranean people is something found in cultures all over the world. So you said the Cherokee had it and they called them the moon-eyed people. Hmm. Death Valley in California. If you listen to the latest episode of MU, Mysterious Universe, it's all about the devil's hole in Death Valley and the people or the portal or people that potentially live in that cave. Mm -hmm. Another one of my stories or that I came across was about the green children. So in England during the 12th century, there's a story that's about Wolf Pit, England. And the story is that um, someone out in the forest discovers these two green children their, their skin is, has a green pallor to it, like a distinctly green pallor. Mm-hmm. And when he finds them, he finds them in a wolf pit, which is why the, the village got its name. And these two children are communicating with, the, with each other in an unknown language, right? So they take these children and they take them to their cottage, like in the village, and they refuse to eat anything for a couple days until they finally see like raw beans or something. And so when they see these beans, all of a sudden they eagerly run and start just smashing these beans. Um, over a little bit of time, they become more accustomed to you know the English way of life and English food, and they lose their green pallor. Um, they both get baptized. They're they're very young kids. Mm-hmm. They both get baptized, and soon after they're baptized, the boy who appears to be the younger one he dies. He gets super sick and dies. But the the girl, she lives on. So she learns English. She becomes a full, like, proper English lady. And they ask her about her origins. And she talks about how her and her brother come from a subterranean world. Um, it's, like, never lit by the sun. It ha- she describes it as, like, a twilight. And she calls it St. Martin's Land. But everyone there and everything there is green and you can only access it like through the caves. So she grows up and she like marries English nobility and she like it's pretty well documented, I guess. There's like a lot of um, at least like there's a lot of different stories about it and it's in history. But that's just another like subterranean culture. So it's like it's it's everywhere. I don't know. It's crazy. I have a YouTube video. Play it. So this YouTube video was on a list that I found and basically it's this old guy. You can tell he's old because the video is 12 minutes long and there's no editing. Um, But this dude routinely goes exploring in mines. So the point of this video is he's going to test out his new flashlight. It's basically just a review for a flashlight. Um, So in the beginning of the video, he shows his flashlight, goes over the specs, he dries up the mountain, and you like go on this whole journey, but then something happens, so I want you guys to watch. It first sounded like a a bird, and then you can hear what sounds like almost whispers of like someone saying something. 
just like watching the video though he like hears it and he's like oh oh, oh let's like stop and let's what is that that's what's that peculiar no- noise and then when he hears it he's like oh no <laughs> and so his mind immediately is like oh, it must be a bird or wind and so he stops and he's like oh it stopped okay and then all of a sudden it's like he steps he takes like two steps closer to it and then it's like and like gets louder and he's like no and <laughs> just turns around he's like we're gonna we're gonna head back to the the opening um so a this is why you stay strapped <laughs> if anything goes down you want to be prepared Dude. and two bro i would have tried to find out what that was no bro you're yeah. alone if in you're strapped mind. if you're prepared ye shall not fear okay <laughs> or just learn parcel tongue okay <laughs> <laughs> but put yourself in that situation. What would you do? If <laughs> <laughs> DJ would just pause and question existence, dude. I I would be scared shitless. I mean, yeah, I would be a little scared, but I would still try and find out what it was. It's probably some snake in the, like down the hall or something. I don't know, bro. You're, There's dude, an explanation. <laughs> There's an explanation. Yeah, the explanation is. There are subterranean <laughs> portals. People yeah. <laughs> All right. There. Well, I roll up on them with my flashlight. He's or that was La Lola. Shine <laughs> that thing in their face. They won't be able to see anything. The YouTube comments, though, are hilarious because all of them are like, <laughs> but is the flashlight good? <laughs> <laughs> but real question, oh. like why he got to go down in the mine to test a flashlight. You could have gone in your backyard. It sounds like like. 10 to 20 people whispering yes yeah. yes like I'd be chanting like, y'all telling secrets <laughs> no it doesn't sound cool we're trying to be funny but straight up if you're in that situation you would die he was probably not prepared though i doubt he had even a knife dude he's prepared he had he's he's, he's got a flashlight camera. yeah flashlights he's got a camera in one hand his flashlight in the other which one's he gonna drop it was a tactical flashlight so just use that thing as a club yeah Ugh. Let's let's close this up, dude. And, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for sending those stories in. Shout out my cousins, always. Shout out the freaking god Seth. <laughs> Shout out uh, the uh, black eyed children. Shout the, out the internet. Shout out the black eyed peas. Wikipedia, where I got the green eyed stuff or green kid <laughs> stuff. The green. Uh, the moon eyed people. Also Fergie for that national anthem. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Not Fergie for that. <laughs> Cherokees in general. Mm-hmm. True, true that, and all Appalachians. Yep, and uh, La Lola. La Lola. Yep, shout out. Yeah, you in Chile, and you're a married man. Don't go into a mine. Beware. Yeah. Also, buy this flashlight. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> We've spiraled out of control. <laughs> from uh, all of us, and from me especially. Buy lovey, be safe. Trust your gut. Watch your back. Thanks for listening. Bye. Lucky Land 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Something is creeping in. Don't follow it down. Let me introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. Type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy. And you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. You stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S. 